0: Covering pro wrestling, bell to bell, it's Talking Bumps with Tiny and Alex. Welcome to the very first episode, as you heard of Talking Bumps. My name is Tiny, along with Alex. Hey, what's going on, buddy? Hey, I'm doing well. How are you? Very good. I feel like we should give a a brief introduction of of how this came to be. Uh, Alex came to me one day and, and and said about a podcast, and it's funny that I have been thinking the very same thing. I said, let's let's do this somehow, and that was about a year ago. Yeah, it was, not it? And and here we sit today. Uh, the name The name of the show, Talking Bumps. Let, let me explain that to, to those who uh, th- there might be just the casual wrestling fan who just wants to hear a wrestling podcast. Um, so the smart marks, as it's as they're known, <laughs> will know what that means. But uh, bumps is a, is a term for basically any time a wrestler, a pro wrestler, takes a fall or hits the mat or you know whatever the case may be. And then it's called Taking a Bump. So a person says they're taking bumps. We're talking bumps. The way this is going to go from here on out is, uh, and there may be some changes here and there, but um, each episode is probably going to be about 30 minutes. Yep. We hope to to get that out, and and there are times we're probably going to go over that. Oh, yeah. Uh, We're going to cover WWE, AEW, and then uh, something called the Indy 300, which is just uh, five minutes about anything and everything indies and then Legends Line, and he's on hold right now, but we have a, uh, a really cool first guest that Alex is super excited about.
1: I am very, very excited. Yeah, we're, we're super pumped.
0: Uh, so let's explain the fandom a little bit. I am almost 40 years old. I am a Hulk Hogan kid. I grew up in that generation. Uh, my all-time favorite from that time, though, was Tito Santana, as amazingly as, as that might sound. That's interesting. Yeah. I admittedly don't really keep up with the current product. And I'm not, I don't like to say that's a good thing or a bad thing. It just is, is the facts. Right. I'm uh, pretty much a WrestleMania person, maybe a fairweather. Uh, if the legends are coming back, if there's a, a, re- a retro Raw or whatever they, what do they call that? The Raw oh, the anniversary the, shows. Yeah, yeah.
1: Rewinds. Yep. Old school Raw. That's yep, it.
0: Yep. Uh, I definitely tune in for that because that, that hits me, you know, right in all the nostalgia. But, um, so when it comes to this, I, I, I watch a little bit. Of WWE just a very little bit but I I think what I can bring to the table Alex what Alex is gonna to bring to the table is just uh, Alex knows all the current stuff you <laughs> know this boy keeps up on everything I do I've always been interested in angles and and how things play out in the storylines for lack of a better way of putting it so I think that you'll find there's something in this show for everyone yeah uh, but if if I make a comment, I'm not trying to be uh, snide about it. Uh, it's not that I don't care about the products. I just I don't watch. So if I question something, why in the world would they do that? Keep in mind, I have very little, if any, context to what Alex might say is happening. Right. So it's just a, a question based on exactly what he's just said, and that's pretty much it. So, uh, now Alex, uh, tell, I mean, I've, I've said what you bring to the table on this, but, uh, tell everybody about you.
1: Yeah. So I'm, uh, about, I'm 30 years old. So I really grew up with the attitude era, you know, mm-hmm. that was sort of where I, I kind of cut my teeth and learning about wrestling. Yeah. Uh, I've really followed pretty much ever since, uh, I would say I lapsed a little bit when I was in college, just busy with uh, work and stuff, but I've always loved professional wrestling. I've always loved the WWE product and, uh, I especially I love some of the indies as well. Like Mm -hmm. I I feel like I've kind of gotten more into the indies over the years and especially over the past year, you know, I flew out to Chicago for uh, all out for AEW's all out flew down to Jacksonville for their uh, show down there. Which was Fight for the Fallen. I went to the first AEW taping in DC for TNT. So I, I follow this stuff. I, I really love what I'm seeing, and I should be out in Vegas for Double or Nothing too. So AEW is definitely what uh, I guess is in my wheelhouse. But I, I love WWE. I was at SmackDown 1000 last year. So I just do my best to keep up with everything, and somewhat through the lens of a, you know, not old school wrestling fan, you know, but but certainly an Attitude Era kid for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely.
0: Uh, so let's start off. We're, we're going to try to keep these segments to five minutes, and our first is going to be uh, the obvious one. We'll, we'll start with uh, WWE. Alex, let's look at, uh, and we only have five minutes, like I said, so let's look at Mania as it stands right now. I, I did follow the rumble, so I see Drew McIntyre has eyes on Brock Lesnar. Yep. Uh, and they, I like how they say, well, unless, you know, Brock Lesnar or wh- whoever's champion at the time, Brock Lesnar's going to be the champion.
1: He will be. He definitely will be the champion for sure. You know there there is going to be the matches super showdown where Ricochet is going to get a title shot against Brock, but the, Brock is going to keep that title all the way to Mania. And when you
0: and I talked the other day, and I said, wouldn't it be cool if it looked like Ricochet were going to win? Right. And and Drew McIntyre comes out and basically helps Brock to win the match as if to say, you know what, buddy, you're mine. Right. Nobody's because a lot of people in storyline when it comes to Brock Lesnar. They and I do like Brock, and I do follow what he does. A lot of people they they build up on screen that fear that the the opponent has, or that that doubt that I eh, maybe I can't do this, or like Seth Rollins just did a few months ago, where he had to go the low blow and basically, yeah, quote unquote, cheat to win. Yeah. So wouldn't it be cool if Drew bucks that trend and is like, you know what, I'm confident. I want you.
1: I don't want anyone else to have a shot at you because you're mine. I would love to see it, and it would make sense because. You know, I sometimes the the fandom around Ricochet is a little bit uh, lacking. You know, people aren't aren't really super pleased that Ricochet ended up with this shot, anyways. I mean, you you had to have you know face Ricochet, you know, heel Lesnar in this situation for Super Showdown. But I Do can. Do you think it's going to be that quick squash? I think I don't know if it's going to be a squash but like the Kofi Smackdown match it, you know what honestly it would not surprise me if that's how it goes I think that would be a shame because I think they could build up Drew and and just like you're saying it's kind of a fantasy booking thing where you know Drew comes out and and uh and and his character right now especially with where he's at with his current face push he could handle that he could handle yeah. oh, kind yeah. of you know knocking out Ricochet because it would It'd just be make a total
0: sense. total babyface move for him to do it totally. there, I don't think that would heal him at all nope
1: nope I think it would be great you know despite that they're trying to push Ricochet as, as a, a baby face right now but
0: yeah hey tonight on smackdown goldberg uh, it's announced that uh, he's coming back so le- let's make some predictions on this i have a big time fantasy booking for this but what do you think's the deal
1: uh, you know honestly it's kind of interesting because last time when he came back you sort of had an idea as to where he was going to be positioned what right. he was going to be doing you know things with dolph ziggler etc uh, this time around I don't know is it a Braun Strowman angle is it who knows what's going to happen with Goldberg I love him coming back at this juncture right now though
0: Here's what I think they should do Have him have eyes on Bray Wyatt Ooh the the unstoppable fiend versus Goldberg you know Mr. Undefeated Yep Have Goldberg win then have Undertaker Now, this all has to happen before WrestleMania, what I'm saying. Right. Have Undertaker somehow get involved. Undertaker and Goldberg have basically a redo from the botch fest that was last year. All all due respect to them, because I certainly couldn't do it. Nope. Um, And then have Sting get involved. Yeah. that. So let Undertaker win the title. Sting gets involved. And then there's that championship match at Mania between Sting and Undertaker. And then uh, Sting can have his WrestleMania moment and, and win the belt and finally be... Uh, WWE champion. What do you think of that?
1: I would love that. And I think it could make sense because Goldberg has shown that he can carry the belt. I mean, even just three years ago, he was champion. So, And we're not talking long. Oh, no. Long-off.
0: Yeah, exactly. On, off, transitional, that type thing. Uh, and speaking of Sting facing uh, Undertaker, uh, um, it takes us to our next rumor,
1: Alex. Okay, so yeah, so we're talking about Sting. Sting coming back. This yeah. is big, big news. He's been cleared by WWE physicians, and uh, this has been much more public than the Edge return, I would right. say, quote unquote. You know, they tried to keep that under wraps, Edge, even saying that he wasn't going to wrestle again. But it does appear that Sting is going to be coming back. Now, I don't know if he's going to be back for Super Showdown. We'll have to see. But does
0: he need to be?
1: I, I don't th- think so. I th- don't think so. I think so. Sting
0: just needs one match.
1: Exactly, he needs one match, and let's get him to Mania, right? I, that, you're talking about, you know, having Sting in in the WrestleMania picture. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It but makes so much sense.
0: I think too is if he's cleared to wrestle again, do you really want to risk him getting in the? You obviously the payoff is Mania, right? Do you want to risk him getting re-injured? prior to mania or do you want to keep him fresh get the ring rust off and then have that wrestlemania match between undertaker and i think people are to a point with this whole undertaker sting thing which i never remember being a thing back when i was watching wrestling in the attitude era (laughs) but let's just say that everybody wants this i think it's almost to a point where they could just simply go face to face in a mania ring it wouldn't even have to lay hands on each other Yep. And I think the fans would just become unglued out of their seats.
1: Uh, if certainly, from my perspective, and and you know, coming from the lens of that Attitude Era, growing up during that time, to me, this is the ultimate fantasy match. Yeah. This is the match I always wanted to see. I I had thought maybe we would see something like this when Sting did come back, uh, but you know, the stars didn't align. But right now. I think this is the time to do it. I think you put them in mania and, uh, either one's getting a younger man. No, it's time. It's absolutely time to go ahead and have this match. And, um, what better match could there possibly be for Mania? I can't think of one, you know?
0: Then there's the argument, well, do they not book that because that would be the spectacle.
1: It, Yeah, and it really would be. Like, it would overshadow pretty much the rest of the card, I would say.
0: But is that a bad thing? I don't
1: think so. I, I was
0: I was in an argument, and we're going to go longer here because I, I just have to say this. I was in a, I say argument, but you know how Facebook is. <laughs> but people downing the legends and old-timers because they've taken a spot from someone else on, on Mania or the or the big shows, if you think for one second that Goldberg coming back and being in a match with whoever, yep. or Sting and Undertaker having a match, if you think that that keeps anyone from ascending to superstardom, you're nuts.
1: That's no, it's not. It's not true.
0: It's absolutely not true. And you're telling me, I mean, Alex, look, uh, what, and you don't have to agree with me, but what would you rather see? Sting and Undertaker or two thrown together, no emotionally invested interest matches on the lower end of the card.
1: Oh, it has to be Sting and undertaker. Of course. And the, and, the,
0: and the person who I was quote unquote arguing with said, well, I'm tired of it because these people were, these other guys work all year long for their quote unquote moment at, at WrestleMania. Yeah. I- Look, uh, Wrestlemania, they're not making Rocks and Austins anymore. No. They're not making Takers and Stings anymore.
1: Nope.
0: Uh, Let's move on to our next segment. Uh, This is uh, probably Alex's favorite. Sure is. AEW. What you got, buddy?
1: Well, the big news, and and this is somewhat sad, is that Awesome Kong is out due to injury. Now, she was written off basically to film this fourth season of glow that's coming out on netflix here in this next year. Right. Uh but either way she has had back issues since mm-hmm. she debuted. It's been kind of a cause for concern. Uh, I did get to see her wrestle live. I got to meet her la- uh, this past summer and, uh, you know, she seemed like she was in great shape. I oh, mean, yeah. really strong. And she is a sweetheart, buddy. Yeah, it was such a blessing getting to meet her and, and just kind of pick her brain for a second and uh, I love the fact that she's so involved with AEW but I do think she's going to be out for a little while especially while she films Glow so we won't see her in the Nightmare Collective with Brandy Rhodes for a while especially right. because they kind of kicked her out to write her off and sure. so, you know, it works out. Uh, Ortiz of Santana and Ortiz wrestled his first singles match since 2016. That's before the time that he was on Impact. So that just kind of blew me away last night. Mm -hmm. But my favorite part of last night, and this is going to sound crazy was Trent and Chucky e. T versus SCU. That is exactly what I want to see out of this tag team division in AEW. They gave you a match that gave you just a little bit of everything. Yeah. There was some technical mat wrestling. There were some holds, there were some flips. It was just everything that we've come to love about AEW and their tag team division in one match. And you know, not for the titles, nothing going on, uh, but certainly pushed the needle on where they're going for both of these teams. You know, SCU is going to have a tag team, uh, championship rematch next week so you know we'll, we'll see we'll see what happens with them
0: I think the the, the one of the things that I like the most about AEW is the tag the focus on tag teams in general they don't shy away as a matter of fact they feature tag teams and I, I think anymore and, and they may be going away from this but it seemed like it with WWE with the way they viewed tag teams it was merely a way to have a storyline of the breakup
1: right so you kind
0: of reverse engineer this so let's have these two guys break up so we got to go back let's put them together let's you know yep kind of work in reverse but i i don't think that always has to be the case because if that's always the case for instance new day yeah i mean the only reason they haven't broken them up is is because people are just waiting for it
1: right right
0: and because they train them to to wait for the breakup but with aew now, obviously, teams are going to break up. Yeah, it's going to happen. But I think I look for that to be the exception, not the rule. Yep. And that way, when it happens, it is so much more impactful.
1: Definitely, and that's that's sort of what's going on right now with the elite. Uh, and we've seen Adam Hangman Page. Having some issues with his fellow Elite members, he did actually win the tag team championship with Kenny Omega versus SCU uh, on the Jericho Cruise a couple of weeks back. So that to me is very interesting how they're trying to work that sort of breakup, you know, storyline into mm-hmm. what the Elite does. I love what the Elite, you know, are currently doing. And I love that there's sort of the splintering and it's just really, it's really well, it feels like a very organic, just sort of built out of nowhere, you know? Um, so that was really good. The other thing, obviously, you know, can't talk about AEW, uh, Dynamite this week without mentioning MJF and Cody. Wow.
0: You can't, you can't mention MJF. If I know a character then that means it's it's really hitting something, yep. uh, you know. And, and I don't, I'm not puffing myself up when I say that, but it takes a lot in pro wrestling to get my attention. Yeah. And MJF has it, man. That boy, he he, you can tell he embraces being an old school heel. Yeah. And he's good at
1: it. He's very good at it. I mean, he is, uh, he is, he is personified what it means to be. I think kind of a new school heel. Like that's mm-hmm. how you get heat, right? Oh, yeah. you, you get heat in these ways by you know, not name calling, but, but just doing nefarious things. I mean,
0: well, think about this though. You, the the reason I think that heels have such a hard time getting over is because it used to be back in the day when, when I was a kid, you really thought those heels were those dirty people. Mm -hmm. You thought they were just horrendous individuals who, you know, should not even be sharing your oxygen. They're just bad, bad people. And it took the baby faces to come in there and teach them a lesson. Then, you know, the curtain's pulled back. Yeah. You can see, you know, we, we, we've seen behind the curtain. And you know that they're exactly the same. They're, they're you know, just as good or or the same as their, their uh, good guy counterparts. So it's kind of like, well, okay, he's not really a bad guy. And he's coming out here saying these things. He doesn't really mean these things. You almost suspend that disbelief with MJF and you almost believe that he believes and maybe he does yeah that, that he is better than everybody else and that you know he hates people.
1: I've seen it in person when he did his autograph signing at StarCraft three out in uh, Chicago this past summer Oh, wow. I could not believe his, first of all, his autograph signing was going for a hundred bucks, you know, whoever's paying that. Right. And we did see one guy, he actually got his autograph signed. And of course he was just, a you know, just being totally rude to the people just that, he was, to oh, totally rude and, and never broke. I mean, he, he never breaks like that. And, uh, the fan was so funny. He paid basically a hundred dollars, but then ripped up the signed autograph in front of MJF and told him, see, ya, you know, and that to me, I was like, Oh, that's heat. That's heat. So right who,
0: there. who ripped it up?
1: The guy, the autograph, the guy who got the autograph, he the guy paid a hundred bucks. Exactly. He paid a hundred bucks to get MJF to sign this autograph just so that he could rip it up in his face and basically throw it on his table. Like, you know, interesting. Oh, that shocked me. And that was when I really, you know, I had seen MJF work really uh, since the the previous August when uh, they did All In, and uh, yeah, he's he's the real deal. Given those lashes last night to Cody, oh, it just was visceral. It was brutal. You you felt it, you know. And uh, I just love where they're where they're taking that story. Well, love you
0: knew it. it was bound to happen with those two. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah that, I mean, that's just that's the angle of the year. It could be. Oh, definitely. Oh
1: yeah, absolutely.
0: So what else do we have? Is that all we have for AEW, buddy?
1: Yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much the main thing. I, you know, I think one of the the interesting things that's going to come out is this uh, Pack and Kenny match that's going to be happening, I believe, in a couple weeks here. Uh, so we'll see. They're going to get that rubber match. It's actually three weeks away. Pac and Kenny, and uh, I've seen them wrestle live. Both incredible performers, and uh, this is this is going to be a big match. They've drawn it out.
0: I want to end with this. Who's the guy in AEW that does the hold my beer? Ah, oh, that's Adam Hangman Page. Yeah. That is one of the best things. Uh, I, I am so glad that for the two minutes last week that I tuned in to Dynamite that I saw that because I'm like, this, this is creativity. Yep, that is what it's about. That, yep. that and that's what you it's turned into nowadays. That that's where. That's what gets over. Yeah. That creative, never-before-seen, hold my beer, watch me go in and do something. I'm just, that's, yeah.
1: And again, it feels organic, right? It doesn't feel like manufactured or overly produced. Well, it's it's
0: because when he comes out holding a beer, the crowd (laughs) knows that he's getting ready to walk up, hand that beer to somebody, say, hold hold my beer, and it's going to get to the point, maybe it already is, where when he hands the beer, the crowd's going to go, hold my beer. Yeah. And he's just... yeah, man, that's absolutely. I, I love that. So um, major, major props to Adam and um and I met him and he's he's uh, he's a super guy. They're, yeah, they're all they're all wonderful people. So now we do the Indy 300, and that is where we spend. Uh, we might not spend the entire five minutes um, this time in the opening episode. This is our next to last segment, and um, one of our, uh, our our legend on the Legends line. He's had to hear us talk for uh, for a good bit now. So <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna get to him. So. Um, Alex I really got to rely on you for this one because I I, if I barely follow WWE and I rarely follow AEW I don't follow this so please help me out
1: yeah there's definitely uh, there's so much going on in the indies and you know, we're constantly seeing how the Indies are are transforming what it looks like to come up as a wrestler these days. And that means even local promotions out our way. So I'm just going to break it down as best as I possibly can. This is what kind of stuck out to me this week. So major league wrestling and triple a are presenting a historic co-promoted event in Mexico. That is going down March 13th and it's going to be a co-promoted card in Tijuana, Baja, California, Mexico. That should be a lot of fun. I love watching AAA anyways, yeah. uh, as is why my, my wife, Sarah, she loves triple a. So, so that'll be really cool to yeah, see Yeah, his MLW. wife, Sarah
0: likes wrestling. My wife can't stand it. <laughs> Mary does not like, not in the least.
1: Oh, we're going to have to get her into it.
0: Uh, well, if you can't get me into it, I don't think you have much hope for her. <laughs> That's fair. That's
1: fair. Uh so it was announced uh, on WWE Backstage this week and I know I'm talking about the Indies, right? But Killer Cross has signed with the company. Now, he was obviously one of the big names in Impact Wrestling and there has been a lot of interest really for the past couple years I would say uh, about getting him down to Florida for the Performance Center and he was even brought onto Raw a few years ago as an unnamed wrestler for a one-off appearance. So, uh, this is not totally shocking, but he's such a big deal in Impact. I just had kind of assumed he would stay there, maybe yeah. maybe do do the indie circuit, whatever, but no, not the case. Uh, probably the biggest news that I, I could find, and, and this is because I'm a big Ring of Honor fan, uh, they're bringing back the Pure Championship now. This is uh, going to be a tournament to crown the first Pure Championship, or Pure, uh, I'm sorry, first Pure Champion in nearly 14 years. And uh, the first round of matches is going to be at Pure Excellence in Columbus, Ohio. It starts April 10th, and then followed by Pittsburgh on Saturday, April 11th. Now, the Pure title was created in 2004. And uh, in match just contested under the pure rules, you couldn't like uh punch with a closed fist, you know, you, you there were some illegal holds, you only had three rope breaks, which uh is pretty interesting. Mm-hmm.
0: Um but that's very old school.
1: It is it's very old because school. Because
0: if you I don't know if you remember this that this might be just on the fringe of, of your um your when you started watching, but tag teams used to be that uh, we'll call it an assist where, you know, your guys getting, your buddy's getting pinned. So you run in and, and, and make the save. It used to be that you could only have three saves a match. And if you did more than three saves, it was, you lost. Yeah. You forfeited.
1: Well, and that's part of the beauty of ring of honor is that I think they're still tapping into their roots. I mean, we remember back in the day, we, you know, watching, Ring of Honor product back in the day is obviously very different than it is now, but right. I really love the fact that they're kind of bringing this back out because I think it's really important, especially to kind of differentiate them a little bit more, uh, you know, from some of the other smaller promotions that are out there these days. You know, it's it's no lie that Ring of Honor took a big hit when AEW kind of started and mm-hmm. you know pulled a lot of talent from from Ring of Honor, but you know, there's still a lot to love in Ring of Honor. I, I just want to throw that out there. I definitely love what they're doing and, and bringing this championship back makes a lot of sense. Now, as far as local wrestling. We've got WDWA. They are back this weekend, Saturday, February 8th. It's going down Berkeley Springs at the Rankin Physical Therapy and Fitness Center. And if you've not been to a local show, WDWA show, they're a lot of fun, a lot of really good wrestlers. And there will be a, a ladies match, which is going to be really interesting. Uh, I should le- be- Any
0: legends on the card?
1: Uh, not that I can tell. I know that, uh, Shane Malice is going to be there. He's a big local guy and, uh, there's going to be quite a few like, you know, kind of bigger local guys that are going to be there. So that's, that's pretty exciting. Uh, and then EWA that's, uh, that's in Maryland. They're going to have their EWA warehouse wars going down February 23rd. That's in Dundalk, Maryland, the pain factory. It's actually a free fan appreciation and practice session. Mm-hmm. Definitely go check that out if you're interested and in just kind of seeing some of the behind the scenes stuff. EWA is an awesome promotion. And uh, they've also got another, uh, this is going to be the big one EWA, their 10th annual Sweet 16 tournament. That's going down March 21st in Parkville, Maryland. There's going to be some interesting uh, some interesting matches on that card. They've done this for yeah like ten years. It's crazy, uh, but they've been going strong with uh, with local shows here for forever. I love what they're doing. I have actually not been to an EWA show, but I've got some friends who wrestle down there, and uh, I would love to get down there and, and see that. So
0: yeah, we're going to go now to the Legends line, and on the line with us is is a gentleman who has become a very dear friend of mine for the past uh, oh my goodness almost fifteen years. Barry Darso. Most folks will probably know him as uh, Demolition. Smash what's up, Bear?
2: Dan, I'm doing good. How are you?
0: Doing wonderful. I gotta tell you, Barry, that Alex has been so excited to talk to you. He loved your your body of work. So uh so let's make the official introduction. Alex, this is Barry Darso. Barry, please say hi to Alex. Hey, good hey, to Alex, meet you, Barry. Good to meet you. Yes. Yeah,
2: good to meet you. Uh if you're a friend of Dan's, you gotta be a good
1: guy. <laughs> I appreciate that. Well, I'd like to think so. Let's not go that far. <laughs>
2: Well, so, no, I want know. Earlier, Dan called me up and said, "Yeah, Alex is
0: terrible." So, you yeah. know <laughs> I, I gave him the lowdown. As as I know, a lot of the boys say, well, I, "I smartened him up real quick." I said, "Look, this guy's a complete jerk." But so, Barry, earlier in the show, we talked about um, Goldberg. He's coming back to, uh, tonight on on SmackDown, and a lot of people might not know there is a connection between you and Goldberg. Maybe not personally, but on a storyline level, can you share that with us?
2: Yeah, well, you know, personally, too, I I love Bill. He's a great guy. Uh, When I was down in WCW, uh, Eric Bischoff asked me to help him, you know, uh, in the ring and, you know, do the right things to make him look good and everything. And we have to be friends down there. And he just is really a really good, good guy, good-hearted person. Yeah. and. He ended up being uh, the champion, and well deserved.
0: Am I correct? I remember it's it's been years. I think since you've told this story, didn't you? Kind of come up with the storyline that became his undefeated streak.
2: Yeah. What What had happened was I was trying to get a job in uh, WCW, and I met with Eric Bischoff, and I told well, Eric asked me. He said, "So, what do you think you should get paid?" And I said. Well, I think I should be getting paid like a million dollars for my contract. And Eric laughed, and he says, "A million dollars? How in the world can I justify that?" And I said, "Easy, Eric. You bring me in, you put the belt on me. I beat everybody in about a minute. I beat Hulk Hogan. I beat Nash. I beat you name and I beat them. And then I'm the world champion. And then you can pay me a million dollars." And he looked at me and he goes. You know, that's a great, great answer. He says, but that ain't going to happen. <laughs> yeah. So I, I ended up getting a job with him. Next thing you know, Bill comes in, and Bill's beating everybody in a minute, tackling everybody. So there you go. i tell you, it, it couldn't happen to a better guy. Yeah. I, I'm glad it was him. you know, not saying that I, I would have rather made the million than Bill, because I know Bill <laughs> made more than a million.
0: <laughs>
1: Absolutely, no but doubt I, I about would that.
2: Rather,
0: yeah, I would have rather have him have my job and me have his job.
1: Of course. Yeah, well, and it's just great to see Bill still out there and, and doing his thing. And, and he looks great. I think he looks great in the ring. Oh, so.
0: he's he's in phenomenal shape. He doesn't get much better. He, even, even compared to today's workers, it doesn't get any better.
1: Yeah, no, agreed.
2: Yeah, you know, and, uh, uh, Bill and I, we were at uh, Buffalo Airport. It was probably about a year ago, and I didn't see Bill for probably four or five years. And we were walking through the airport, and Bill says, Barry, Bill! You know, right out of the middle of nowhere, comes up and gives us a hug and talks to us. You know, it's like unbelievable guy he is. Yeah, Not not, not a lot of the the guys from that era would do that.
1: Well, so I got to ask, is there anything that you're following right now, today's products, you know, whether it be WWE, NXT, AEW, anything like that, that is kind of piquing your interest these days when it comes to professional wrestling?
2: You know, I, I haven't really had a lot of time to watch wrestling, so I, I can't really comment on that because it wouldn't be fair. But Dol- Dolph Ziggler was one of my favorites. Yep. And, of course, uh, you know, Curtis Axel. Yes.
1: You know? mm-hmm.
0: yeah.
2: Because because those two could work, I thought, better than anybody. And, uh, you know, that I think, I think with those guys, they could work with just about anybody. If anybody look good. And I, I think, I don't think they were treated quite right. I thought they should have got more of a push. Yeah. And, you know, Heath Slater, you know, one of the best workers around and never really got the big, big push. Right. Um,
0: I'll tell you though, he always you know, seems, even, he always seems happy when they show him on TV though. <laughs> oh yeah.
2: Yeah. But you know, what a talented guy. Oh yeah. He's, he's very mean. versatile. Yeah. But it just seems like the guys that can outwork everybody are the guys that don't get the big push. Cause they're, they have to be able to make the other guys look so much better.
0: So, I, Barry, I know you said that you don't watch uh, today's products, and I know you're a busy guy. Um, matter of fact, I, I think you, in a lot of cases, and maybe not so much now, but you know, a few years ago, you were probably busier than you were when when you were grinding the road every day. But did yep. did you hear that NWA has come back with uh, studio wrestling?
2: No, I have not heard that. Where are they coming it?
0: Well, they're filming in—is it Georgia, Alex? I believe so. Yeah, they film in Georgia, and it literally—they have the old ring apron, the blue NWA ring apron. They have the setup just like it was. They—they they do an hour. It's—it's it's streamed on YouTube, and I'm—I'm I'm telling you what—if if there's one thing, because Barry and I have talked about this, and I just—I'm like him, I just don't watch. And as we've talked about, if there's one thing that or one product that's going to get me back to watching wrestling regularly, it's the NWA Power because it is—it's—it harkens back to the it's all the nostalgia points.
1: Yeah, it does.
2: You know, I was just talking to Bill about that, too, because, you know, you got uh, you know the WWE and the AEW, and when you go to a lot of these shows around in the smaller cities, these high schools are sold out with all the local wrestling. Yeah. So they're dying to have a group of guys like that NWA again, and being on YouTube, it's going to get over big if they got the right workers and the right guy poking the territory to make it exciting for people. Yeah, I think that's huge.
0: Yeah, and they they do they're they're doing great things. Um, so I think we got time, Alex, for for one last question. And uh, and Barry, we're gonna we're gonna ask you to go back into your uh, your vault of memories here on this one. Go ahead, Alex.
1: So if there was one moment that you could pick that you could relive, what would that be?
0: Now let's now I'm, I know Barry might say <laughs> the birth of Dakota, and I get it. Yeah, but in in, in wrestling, Barry, what's that one moment?
2: In wrestling, that uh, one moment. Um, but you were right. You know, my marriage and my son were probably my two biggest things. But anyways, in wrestling, I think one we won the titles up in Toronto against Andre and Haku. Yep. Because of you know how huge of stars they were, but they were both our friends, mm-hmm. and it was so fun being in front of all those people and wrestling your friends and then win, winning the titles back. I mean, that was probably one of the most memorable times.
0: Barry, uh, thank you so much, man, for joining us on the, the very first episode of talking bumps. And I, I hope you'll come back again. And, um, uh, you didn't disappoint. I told Alex, I said, Barry is just one of the, the dearest, kindest people that I've ever gotten to know. And, and I hope to see you soon. Okay, buddy.
2: Well, Dan, please call me when it's not even on the radio. You know, you can always call.
0: Oh, I, I know. I know. By the way, did you know that I have a baby yeah. coming? No!
2: Congratulations, that's huge Now Dakota's going to get fired up about that
0: Heck yeah, uh, we're expecting uh, April 3rd is the due date So I'll send you pictures, okay?
2: Well, please do it And I hope that baby looks like your wife and not you So do
0: (laughs) I Hey, thanks Bear, thanks for joining us,
1: buddy
2: Thank you, Alex, take care
1: Yep, you as well, Barry, thank you
2: Bye-bye
0: It's Talking Bumps with Tiny and Alex Follow Talking Bumps on Twitter at Talking Bumps